Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Recap you along to the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We want to go right back to Israel. Uh, are you in Jerusalem right now, Alex? Uh, yes, I'm sitting in Jerusalem. It is Alex Trayman. He's the CEO of the uh, In Jerusalem Bureau Chief of Jewish News Syndicate. Uh, JNS.org. Go there and you find out more about him and what's going on. I said this earlier when we just met, and, and I mean this. Well, our heart goes out to you and your country and your countrymen and women. Stunning what we what we're seeing unfold just via video. I can't even imagine being there. If you don't mind, let's go back to last weekend. It was the end of a holiday celebration, right? And uh, people were gathering. People were just enjoying their lives. And then all of a sudden, this happened. Yeah, it was the morning of a holy day, the Simchat Torah holiday. It was also the Sabbath. Uh, people were going to the synagogue. I had been at the synagogue on a Friday night, a very joyous festival, expecting to uh, continue the, the festival, uh, waking up to air raid sirens and had to take uh, my wife and my children down in their pajamas and without shoes into a bomb shelter. Uh, and that's how that's how it started. And we thought, OK, maybe Hamas is sending some rockets. They do that from time to time. Uh, but we quickly learned that there was something more, much more serious uh, that went on, that there was an infiltration and that uh, many were dead. And just as the day went on, the news got worse and worse and worse. Uh, and even now, we're, we're still learning that many more people are dead uh, than we even thought a few days ago. And, and not only are they dead, but they were killed in the most barbaric fashion possible. I can't imagine living like that, but, but just give us a little bit of, of perspective. How often do you expect to hear a rocket siren in Israel? Uh, unfortunately, we, we have grown uh, all too accustomed to hearing rocket sirens. Uh, you know, in the past several years, Hamas has basically flared up uh, with Israel uh, almost every six months. Uh, and occasionally you can get a, a rogue siren or just like a, a small salvo. And it's something that the Israelis have grown accustomed to. And it's something that the world has expected Israel to grow accustomed to, in part because we actually have a very good missile defense system in the Iron Dome that shoots down uh, 80%, uh, rather 90% of the rockets. Yeah. Uh, that are targeting the Israeli population centers. In the last week, Hamas has fired well more than 10,000 rockets. So even though we're shooting them out of the sky with 90% uh, proficiency, uh, that's still plenty of rockets that are that are hitting targets. It is uh, Alex Trayman. He's coming to us from Jerusalem, Israel, the capital of Israel, although many on, the, on this planet don't want it to be, which doesn't make any sense to me. I want to go back and take a bit of a, per, a perspective historically, if you don't mind, and tell me if I get anything wrong here. In the 1970s, um, Egypt was told by Israel, you take the Palestinians, you take Gaza. Egypt said, we don't want Gaza, you take Gaza. And so Israel ended up being, you know, the, the overseer of the Gaza Strip in 2005 because Hamas and the Palestinian Authority said, hey, we'll give you peace if you just give us our freedom. Israel said, cool, we'll leave. And in 2005, Israel pulled back and allowed Gaza to be whatever it wanted to be. And then it ended up electing a terrorist organization as its government. Did I get anything wrong? 
Uh, no, you got it right. And that is uh, this is exactly the, the proof of the failure of the land for peace experiment in Israel. You know, there's been so much political pressure on Israel from the United States and other countries to give up land in the hopes of making peace. But we see now clearly that uh, the price of uh, trying to give the land, this was the pilot project of an independent Palestinian state. And we've gotten repaid with tens of thousands of rockets and now the worst uh, humanitarian disaster in Israeli history. As we watch um, this unfold over the generations and decades, I've been in news a long time. I remember sitting down with somebody from Israel. His name was Yoshi. I can't remember his last name. It's been almost 30 years now. But he came in studio in Lansing, Michigan, where I was doing the news. And he said that Bill Clinton offered 97% of everything Palestinians wanted to Yasser Arafat, and he turned it down. Is that true? Well, it wasn't Bill Clinton that offered it. It was actually Israeli prime ministers uh, that offered it, uh, brokered by the United States. But yes, Israel was willing to give up, you know, the the entire biblical heartland of Judea and Samaria. You know, all the Jewish holy places that you read about in the Torah. Uh, the Israeli government was willing to give over if only we could make peace with the Palestinians. Uh, yet that those offers were uh, repeatedly rejected. And thank God that they were, because uh, we see that if we would have turned over the land of Judea and Samaria, which is commonly known as the West Bank, over to the Palestinians, then, then all Judea and Samaria and all the Jewish holy places uh, would look exactly like Gaza looks, which is exactly like Syria looks, which is exactly like Lebanon looks. Right. Uh, and, and the Palestinian people actually live much, much better lives uh, when, when Israel's a control of the security of the area and, and even when Israel's in control of the economy of the area. So the, this is a, like a very false perception that you, when you give the land away that it makes life better for the Palestinians. The reason why I'm going down this historical road, and it's uh, Alex Trayman, he's the CEO and Jerusalem Bureau Chief of Jewish News Syndicate. Go to uh, JNS.org and find out more about him and about this organization. I'm going down the historical road for a simple reason. There are people in this country, even some in our government, in the House of Representatives, and you know who I'm talking about, who are flying the Palestinian flag outside of their offices, who are saying things like it's an open-air prison, saying things like it's an apartheid state where, uh, where the Jews are somehow or Israelis are somehow controlling the movement and the breathing and the food of the Palestinians. Is any of that a true representation of what's going on? Of course, it's an open air prison because they're they're living under Hamas rulership. Uh, you know, Hamas is the is the one that keeps the people down. They they've gotten so many billions of dollars in aid over the years from uh, Saudi Arabia, from Qatar, and from the United States and the European Union, and they spend that money to build rockets and to build sophisticated underground tunnel networks and and to to per to perpetuate. The, a victimhood narrative right. uh, instead of investing into their people and, and creating a nice economy. If if they would want to have peaceful coexistence with Israel, Israel would be the first country to, to recognize them. Look, we've gone out of our way in the last few years to normalize relations with uh, Arab countries all across the Middle East, and the Palestinians have the most to gain from normalizing with Israel, but they continue to attack us, and therefore uh, there's no peace to be made. You, peace comes in exchange for peace. Right. So if there is an open air prison, it's not the Israelis doing it. It's Hamas doing it. Correct. And there are two there were until this week, there were two border crossings which are open every day uh, from Gaza into 
Israel and Israel was permitting the the entry of, of all kinds of goods and supplies and food and, and fuel and others. And there's also a, a border crossing between Gaza and Egypt. So if there's a problem for whatever reason uh, between Gaza and Israel, so how, how come Egypt's not sending in aid? How come uh, Palestinians don't have free access over there? Because like you mentioned before, Egypt wants nothing to do with the Palestinians living in Gaza. And yet the world doesn't say anything about Egypt's treatment of the Palestinians. They only hold Israel accountable as and one of the worst double standards the world's ever seen. Alex, is Hamas sophisticated enough to have done this without help? And by that I mean people are pointing to Iran, which we know Iran supports Hezbollah, and Hamas is Sunni, Hezbollah is Shia, but for some reason they're friends today uh, to go against Israel. Could Hamas have done this independently? Well, if you're talking about this current uh, attack... Which has happened, yeah. Right. It, it does look like there there was Iranian involvement. You know, we're hearing all kinds of reports. And, you know, even tonight there was a, a major threat of uh, rocket fire from the north and everybody's signals were going off. And it turned out to be a false alarm. But there there have been reports that uh, people have heard some of the, the terrorists in Israel speaking in Farsi. Uh, in Israel on Saturday morning. So wow. th- there's the possibility that there were even Iranians inside Israel as part of the terror attack. Um, but on, on the grander scale, the Iranian regime is the greatest state sponsor of terror in the world, and they're, and they're Hamas's biggest backers. So, you know, whether or not there was direct involvement in this particular attack that can be proven, even though I did hear the, the PMO's, uh, the prime minister's spokesperson today say that there there is new evidence that they are examining uh, that that indicates a possible connection to to Iran in this particular attack. But even if not, uh, none of Hamas's uh, terror could be possible without Iranian support. It's Alex Trayman reporting uh, directly from Jerusalem. He is the CEO and Jerusalem bureau chief of JNS. Go to JNS.org and find out more. Um, when it comes to to what's going on in retaliation in Gaza, our ridiculous media on this side of the world is, of course, calling them Hamas militants. They're not. They're terrorists. They didn't take up military arms and take on the Israeli military. They took on innocent people dancing at a festival, and they chopped people's heads off and killed entire families in their homes. The response is being is being characterized here in our media as the Israelis are now just leveling Gaza. Is that going on? They're alleging that women and children and families are being targeted when I would assume our friend Israel would actually try to go after Hamas. So if you can, from there, from your vantage point, explain the the Israeli response that's going on right now. Well, the Israeli response is going to be and already has been overwhelming. the Israeli beast has been awakened, uh, and uh, you know Israel is one of the strongest militaries in the world, and, and they're so powerful that that they've, you know, from time to time, as needed, you know, done surgical precision strikes to take out a single terrorist, where they're able to put a missile through the the dining room window of a terrorist when he's eating dinner. Uh, but right now, it's not time for surgical strikes. Uh, what happened on, on Saturday crossed all boundaries, and Israel has absolutely no more patience. And so while they're being precise, uh, trying to hit military targets, they're not being surgical. So they are knocking down buildings left and right in the Gaza Strip. They're there is incredible amounts of damage that's being leveled. Uh, many, many Gazans are going to be displaced from their homes. It's, it's without a doubt. But Israel's not going to stop until every single last uh, 
senior leader of Hamas is taken out until every single last piece of military capability is removed uh, from the strip and until the Gazans and Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad or any other terror group uh, loses the motivation to try any kind of border crossing or rocket fire on Israel for generations. I had a reporter on yesterday, Robert Sherman from uh, from News Nation. He was in Tel Aviv. He said that there have been independent reports of rockets coming from Lebanon, some reports of rockets coming from Syria. Is that true? Uh, we've seen a few of the smaller scale rockets fired from Lebanon in, in the last couple of days. There was a drone also that was shot down over the Israeli city of Sfat uh, two days ago. As I mentioned before, uh, there was a false alarm of like a massive drone incursion. And it's very possible that there was some kind of hacking of the national defense system, which triggered uh, this type of mass warning. But uh, you had hundreds of thousands of Israelis running into bomb shelters uh, thinking that uh, Israel was under direct attack from the north. Uh, and there's this kind of game going back and forth. There's been mortar fire back and forth and uh, you know everybody's sort of testing the waters. Israel certainly doesn't want uh, Hezbollah to get involved right now. I think that right. Hamas believed that uh, Hezbollah would get directly involved as soon as they launched their attack. Uh, but I think that it's, it's very, very possible that a uh, multi-front war uh, that includes Hezbollah to the north is an imminent possibility. Alex, I've seen reports here and there that suggest that some of the weaponry that was left behind by Americans to the Taliban in Afghanistan have either been uh, were, were found to be a part of the initial attack last weekend or that the Taliban has asked Iran for permission to come through their territory to come and take you guys on as well. What are you hearing on that side? Is any of that true? Yeah, both are true. Yeah, we, we've heard reports that uh, that the uh, weapons left behind in, in Afghanistan have made their way into the Palestinian territories in Gaza. Uh, we've heard that uh, ISIS could potentially get involved. We've heard that the Taliban could get involved. We've heard that the Houthis in Yemen could, could get involved and have threatened to fire missiles uh, into Israel. And, and Iran has directly threatened to fire uh, missiles into, into Israel. And, and they've also threatened the United States, saying that if the United States gets involved, that uh, that their military targets uh, across the Middle East will, will, be, will be hit as well. So, you know, th- this could either be limited to uh, Israel-Gaza, uh, or it could expand, you know, into multi-front war, and it could it could include Syria, it, it could include Iran itself. It's a scary time, and what's, gonna, what's to happen, hopefully it'll be a, a just response to Hamas, and then it ends there. If it goes beyond that, it's going to be a scary time. But we just saw, before we started today, some Palestinian leader saying, we want all Muslims around the world to, to go after Zionists or Israelis or Jews or fill in the blank. They, and they're asking for an uprising. He's literally asking for an uprising of more than a billion people to go after um, you know Jews around the globe. How seriously should we take that? Uh, and, and do you think that we're ready globally, peaceful people are ready to, to, to deal with this if people respond? Oh, people should take the threat very seriously. We saw just two years ago when Israel and Gaza got involved in a conflict, Israel launched Operation Guardian of the Walls. Uh, not only did we have rioting in mixed Arab-Israeli cities in Israel, but we saw uh, there were riots on the streets of uh, Los Angeles and on the streets of New York in favor of the Palestinian people against Israel. The, the global jihad movement uh, is not 
is not limited to the Middle East, and they've been recruiting uh, individuals, anti-Semites around the world uh, to take up their cause, which is an unjust cause. Uh, and I've, we've already seen synagogues and be desecrated in, in different places. And there's a major, major uptick in anti-Semitism, including violent anti-Semitism in the United States. Uh, and yes, some of that does come from, from radical right and, and other corners, but a lot of it comes from the, the, the third wheel here, which is the, the Muslim Jihad. It's crazy to to imagine that you can say, in the name of a religion, go and kill all of these people because we say so. That's something that I don't think Judeo-Christian people could come to terms with. I don't think people who are atheists can come to terms with that, to be honest with you. So what happens now? I want to ask you quickly about the hostages. Do we know the status of the hostages in Gaza? Uh, do we know how many there are? Because I think there are also Americans involved in that, if I heard the reports correctly. Uh, how many are there, and what's the status? Do we know? Yeah, they're saying that there's probably as many as 150 hostages. They're, they're not saying exactly how many there are because they, they're still identifying dead bodies in the south of Israel. So they don't exactly know yet, uh, you know, how many people are potentially in Gaza because they don't know how many people were, were killed in the south. You know, they're, they're counting bodies and trying to identify them as fast as they can. But but it's believed that there's as many as 150 uh, hostages in Gaza, which includes, uh, from what I understand, the uh, different reports saying 11 or 14. 14 uh, hostages, even as many as 20 American hostages as well. Uh, and we don't know their whereabouts. Uh, it's highly likely that they've been taken down into the Hamas's uh, extensive tunnel network, which is underground. Uh, and this poses a major problem for Israel because uh, as they go into with a ground incursion, they're likely to find uh, the Gaza Strip to be highly booby trapped. Uh, you can imagine how many uh, assault rifles are in the hands of of Hamas uh, in inside the Gaza Strip. And they're going to go into this dense urban uh, population center and, and they're going to have to try to find to find the hostages if they can. And, the, you know, this really tears at the hearts and the souls of every Israeli to, to know that there are families going to sleep at night, not knowing uh, where their where their sons and daughters and in some cases, elderly grandparents are. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, there's been over twelve hundred people killed and, you know, Israel can't now wait and, and not give the response that's necessary on the account of these hostages. Um, and, and Hamas is threatened to, to kill hostages. And if they start killing hostages and you start seeing photos and videos of them uh, killing hostages, you know, those images are going to be painful. But what, what they're going to do is reinforce the concept that these are absolute barbarians uh, and and they're going to give Israel additional justification for taking out whatever kind of reprisals they need to do. I appreciate you giving us the overview and the perspective. I, I'd love to talk to you again. Uh, let's do it again soon. From Jerusalem, Israel, it's the bureau chief of the Jewish uh, News Syndicate, JNS.org. It's Alex Trayman. He's also an award-winning documentary filmmaker, Israeli political commentator and syndicated columnist. Alex, really nice to meet you. Thank you for filling in the blanks that, that we don't really get the updates, rightfully so, from our news media here in America. And let's do it again, can we? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate you coming on. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. We appreciate Alex coming on. Carry over 1,100 diamonds right now. 
So, you know, we're, wow. we're kicking ass and taking names. There you go. Good job. Made me five bucks. Five mm-hmm. bucks. Another big hour coming your way. It'll be Lisa Elizabeth next hour. She is a producer and booker for Tim Cast and also used to work in Congress. Make sure you stick around on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show.